0: Welcome back to the CFL Podcast. I'm Matt, and today we're talking about corruption, scandal, and steroids in the world of Olympic weightlifting in the International Weightlifting Federation. We will break down that whole entire story here as well as our CrossFit Games predictions. They're coming up this weekend, and Albert and I will let you guys know who we think is going to take the top spot. Spoiler alert, man, Pia. But who's going to go number two and three on the men's and women's side? I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you have been enjoying the podcast, please just take the 30 seconds to 20 seconds it takes to just leave us a quick review on iTunes or on Spotify. And as always, everything is linked down below in the show notes. Reach out. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you guys want to hear. Let us know you are listening. But most importantly, I hope you have a wonderful day and enjoy the episode.
1: get caught you get caught that's like your problem
0: I wonder how much because like CrossFit Games does a decent job of it like yeah of doping testing but I wonder how many people slide under the radar
1: well yeah Um, you like uh, if there's one person getting bribes that means there's other people getting (laughs) bribes so we'll start with uh, we'll start
0: with that story so if some of you guys saw if you follow a lot of the uh, weightlifters on Instagram some of you guys saw they all posted this kind of statement from the USA weightlifting uh, on the IWF, the International Weightlifting Federation, and they were claiming it's a dark day in history because they removed the interim president and also an executive board member, which happened to be the CEO of uh, USA Weightlifting, yeah. Phil something other, I forget. So anyhow. Andrews. Uh, Phil, what's that? A- I think it's Andrews. I think you're correct, yes. in Ursula Paparenda. Paparia. Papa I just butchered that. I apologize. That one
1: I don't know. I just know her first name. It is Ursula. <laughs>
0: it is Ursula. Yeah. So I have, um, looking over this, we'll fill you guys in, and basically it comes down to two things. There is corruption at the highest levels of the IWF, meaning the old um, the old president of it, who's uh, Thomas Ajin. Is, was his name, is his name, not in, was his name. Do you is know his what his country name. he's from? No, I no? do not. Okay. I don't. Just but he was, uh, he basically over the last couple of years got caught Ooh. taking $10.4 million in total and he pulled it all out in cash and like received it in cash and then claimed that it was expenses of the, you know, IWF and he always did it right before really big weightlifting meets and competitions. So it was impossible to tell like what actually was an expense of the IWF and what was him just like pocketing huge sums of money. Um, so they basically, the board removed him as president. They put in Ursula. They also put in the USAW uh, W, um, CEO as an executive board member, as they tried to advocate change, so that way they could get the doping out of the sport of weightlifting yeah. and in the Olympics, and they could, you know, reform the whole entire um, uh, executives through the IWF, so that way they could get them out of there. They could clean up the corruption. What's up?
1: So I don't know if I'm sorry if you did touch base on this, but if if people don't know doping or taking steroids is a big problem in weightlifting has been for a long time has been for a long time um and if anybody has seen the netflix documentary icarus Ah. uh it's about you know doping specifically in russia Mm -hmm. um if you haven't seen it i won't go over it right now maybe we can talk about it another time but it's a great documentary really insightful and it's current up to date with you know within the last three or four years i think um the guy that made it uh he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, so check it out. Yeah. It's called Icarus. Um but, you know, doping has been going on not only in like weightlifting, but just all Olympic sports or most professional sports for a long time.
0: Pausing the story, yeah. what's your like just your personal opinion on weightlift like doping and weightlifting?
1: Um, like
0: make it legal so everything's just a level playing field and it is what it is, or really tighten down and actually you know, try to yeah. get it out of the sport,
1: I think it's gotta be one or the other, and maybe that just goes to my like personality. I mean they're all in or like not in at all. Um, I have nothing against anybody that takes steroids. I've never taken steroids. Um, I don't have any athletes that have ever taken steroids um, but if you're gonna take steroids in a sport that doesn't allow steroids and you get caught, you're cheating. You're cheating. That's you're you, you just got caught cheating.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So um, you know that's on you. If you want to be considered a cheater, go ahead. But if it's a sport where they let you take steroids and you're you're taking steroids, um, maybe like strongman.
0: <laughs> is that is it just like like bodybuilding competitions where probably unspoken oh, yeah, about? They just yeah. don't test for it. Yeah, so it's like if if you're in a everybody's if, doing it.
1: I think there's a powerlifting division out there that you know they don't test or something like right. that. So. If they're not testing you, and you want to be a really strong power lifter, and you know the right kind of drugs are going to make you stronger and competitive, it is what it is, you take it, right? <laughs> um, but in what with what we're talking about in weightlifting and the IOC and the IWF, you're, you're not allowed to take steroids. So yeah,
0: I mean, you're agreeing to the sports rules yeah. of that we're signing up as clean athletes. We haven't taken anything to enhance our performance. Yeah and i think that that's where the line drawn right so if you're saying it's a clean sport you need to regulate it heavily so that way it you know the people who do slip through are very very minor because nothing's going to be a hundred percent right mm-hmm. and then um you actually punish people for it. So part of the corruption that was going on was not only where, uh, you know, that money coming and going, but a lot of the executive board members were caught taking bribes from mm-hmm. uh, other countries and the weightlifters. Some of the people that were getting caught doping, like received a punishment publicly, but never actually had to like pay a fine or never really got, you know, it's kind of swept of the under thing. the rug. Exactly. You know And, um, then it's unfortunate because then when people are showing up to do a clean sport, you're coming in at a disadvantage because you're somebody that is like, yeah. like for example, too, if we look at the highest level around us locally with West Kitts here, like he's a clean athlete. He always oh, yeah. has been in when you compare his weight class with somebody who's also been, you know, geared up over the last three years, you yeah. just can't compete with that. It's,
1: it's what you compare his weight class to internationally, right? You know, Wes has some crazy big totals, but you know there are some really crazy, really big totals out there at his weight class uh, on the international yeah, platform exactly it's
0: insane um it's insane and then so then the then the question begs, is that because all of them are doping, yeah, or you know,
1: or have they been giving out bribes so nobody gets doped? you know uh there's a old system um on I'm not going to name the country, but one of the pillars—no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> one of the pillars of their system is drugs. You know, like if you're going to go out and compete and represent a country, and you're not doing everything you can to be the number one or the most competitive, yeah, then you're not giving yourself the largest opportunity to go win.
0: Do you think Liu Jiajun is a clean athlete? I'll give mine first. It makes you feel more comfortable. No, I do not. I think they have those guys... Like genetically engineered, yeah. I think I think the Chinese. One of the things that they understand really well is they have a lot of dynamic uh, other exercises within their program that keeps those muscles yeah. really long and lean. They do a, a ton of bodyweight gymnastic stuff. You see yeah. them all the time as their quote unquote accessory work. But I also think they value recovery in a way that the rest of us were slow to catch up to. Yeah. And I think when you do value uh, recovery at such a high level as you should, some Sometimes the urge to look outside of the realm of, of massage in different things so to help aid that would be
1: i would also say no but um the thing about chinese weightlifting and even you know like maybe russia they those athletes are systematically chosen so yeah. in china um you know there's like 3 billion people in china I think I'm overshooting, but there's a lot. Maybe two. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe two billion. <laughs> right? But even out of two billion, say that whole massive China, there are probably like 10,000 weightlifting schools, maybe more, maybe double that, say 20,000. And then there's almost like weightlifting colleges where they all funnel down into. Yeah. So, like, they have a lot
0: of pride in the country, like yeah. representing the country. Yeah. They just thing.
1: have a really large pool of athletes to choose from. And yeah. Lu Jun's like, Almost 40, probably like 37. That's like insane. old, old yeah. for like any sport. Like for that's any up sport. there. Right. So. Other than like golf. Yeah. And, you know, like right now I've, I've heard him in some recent interviews and he doesn't really train like technique anymore. His technique is like dialed in. But what yeah. he needs to like do is like build up to the heavier weights and save his strength for those competitions where he needs to lift like absolute maximum.
0: Yeah. It's funny. I've been timing becomes so much more important probably at yeah. his age than it did yeah you know, 20 years ago like
1: making sure he's prepared to like exert all his effort right into then. those six lifts yeah so um you know he's been at it for a long time and just his strength is just so crazy that Unreal. um they've really taken the time to like have him be molded into that and along with his Abilities that he was born with, right. the way he's like built his his leg length, his arm length, his torso length. Right. You know, um,
0: he's basically bred for weightlifting. He was born; he got a natural gift to it. As soon as it was spotted yeah. by the uh, Chinese party, it was <laughs> boom in the yeah. system, baby, become the world champion. Yeah. Whereas here, the, the country,
1: you know, very few high school age middle school age kids are exposed to weightlifting now i know there's a bunch of schools like maybe in the midwest definitely not on the west coast where you know they're doing powerlifting or weightlifting competitions in their in their high school or middle school but we don't have weightlifting schools the same way china has weightlifting schools where um kids try different kinds of sports um and they're probably like state owned or uh yeah for sure or state-built or funded? Everything.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I think that but that's to be a, a mission of ours, I think, going forward. It is, and it has kind of bubbled under the surface with a lot of things that we are doing here. But bringing weightlifting to yeah. all the schools and to the youth That in gymnastics, I think the combination of those two at a young age are so Mm -hmm. valuable because if you have those two down, you could pretty much adapt into any sport you want to do from that point forward. Like, you know, gymnastics, weightlifting from a young age, boom, like teach them how to tumble when they're real, real small, teach them just pull through play. And then Mm -hmm. once they get into that, you know, once they could get into an age where they could be instructed and kind of hold their attention. Get a PVC pipe in their hands. Get yeah. a small little barbell trainer bar in their hands. And Shout
1: out to Savon, three playing yeah, brothers. Exactly. Yeah. Um,
0: get a get a set of rings hanging from your living room. But
1: yeah, going back to like the IOC, maybe these countries that are paying off, you know, for whatever it is that they're doing, um, they don't have the same opportunities as China, so they're looking for another outlet to get those athletes of theirs onto. You know, the Olympic platform, you know, and it's kind of crazy because it's the only the Olympic platform is the only platform that they have to make a name for them, for their athletes or for whatever athlete that is like sport they're playing, whether it's weightlifting or boxing or wrestling, Um, because, you know, here in the United States, we have basketball, we have baseball, we have football. It's all the sports that kids growing up want to play, but you know, you can get a gold medal in in basketball, but you probably have to be in the NBA as well. Right. In boxing, they don't allow professionals to you know box at the Olympic level. You have to be a
0: amateur, an amateur. Right.
1: Um. But in weightlifting, if you live in Azerbaijan, you know, I don't know if I said that right. I hope I did. I was just trying to think of a small country. Yeah. I've never uh, even heard of that one? So. Or like. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Kazakhstan. Okay. Ilya, that one. right. Yeah. Ilya is like probably one of the biggest guys in Kazakhstan, you know, and it's because he was able to bring a gold medal home to a country where they have a basketball team, but are they going to be, be the United States basketball team? No, negative. no.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's cool. It gives you an opportunity to win and be at the highest level and represent your country yeah. with, uh, and depending on what it is, a lot of countries, like including the United States, we take a, even when you find out, it's like what sport? And they're like, you know some random sport and you're like awesome you know just because <laughs> just because your country yeah. won is, and, and has the best of it
1: when they play the olympics you only have like one out of four years to represent your country and then they put up those gold medal totals like whoever it is nbc that's playing the olympics right and yeah nbc sports we have x In the amount of gold games this week russia out. has x amount of gold uh china has x amount of gold we're just right. using those as the those are the ones that you always see on there
0: do you think this will ruin the future of the iwf
1: it puts it in a very
0: bad position that's for bad sure bad
1: position and weightlifting is in danger of being taken out of the olympics right it's it's not a very popular viewing sport right um i think a lot of that has to do with uh how they how they film it
0: yeah for sure
1: but um you know now they have baseball in the olympics they have skateboarding in the olympics um so it does put it in a very dark spot and yeah, i don't like
0: we'll to see it you, also leaves an opportunity, too. I mean, there is an opportunity for somebody to try to come in and step into that. It would be obviously Eric Rosa. Yeah, say <laughs> big dollars behind it. But, again, you can go back to, like, attaching to that CrossFit model and somehow, yeah. some way partnering up with them, I think, would allow a lot of room there.
1: Let's start a petition to get West Kitts on a Wheaties box, guys.
0: <laughs> well, somebody in the comments of one of the things he wrote actually said, like, why doesn't somebody just start and do and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And uh, yeah, I think when things like that happen, that poses an opportunity because you could get a lot of the lifters. Now that's popular here within the United States, but I don't know if so many people in the other countries agree with our uh, opinion on it. So probably not. And that's okay. You can disagree. Yeah. I
1: mean, I thought I play the level playing field i don't care if you do it but don't get caught if you if they come (laughs) testing you if if you saw it it comes knocking on your door
0: Uh, i think crossfit does a good uh a really good job of their doping stuff i think they take it really seriously i think they make it a point to take it seriously i think they announce all the findings really good i think they test all their high level people enough in a rotation to where like if rich froning was like taking steroids it'd be really, really, really tough for him to go all those years with all those random tests yeah. and be able to make it through by A an independent one. third party. Yeah, because that's CrossFit's completely stepped out. Like Once they hired him and they were like, okay, you guys are the ones in charge of doing all the drug testing, mm-hmm. they only give results to CrossFit when something comes up.
1: And something pops. Yeah,
0: when they're like, hey, here's your athlete. We, we found this and this in their system. Handle it how you will. Here's the report, yeah, and then that's it. So you know, but that's committing to getting yeah. it out of the sport, yeah. So. And
1: CrossFit has you know tested positive people. Oh yeah,
0: Ricky Garrard, If you yeah, remember Ricky from 2017, 2018 games, he tested positive and uh, he was third. Guy, right? Yeah, and he was. Uh, that was after he was already presented the podium. It was uh, after got third, he was right? Presented the Is that what yeah, you said? third place. Yeah. Third place. Yeah, and then they ended up giving it to I think Pat Vellner was the one who was behind him, but anyways um predictions for the crossfit games now that we've that was a say se- that was my segue there oh by the way everything we were talking about for the iwf if you guys want to see it, i have the whole entire report because the last bit of corruption that came is when they took uh, Ursula out of the position of president they moved in um somebody from the uh, taiwan weightlifting who was actually on the original investigation report from mm-hmm. earlier in june for taking a bribe from uh from an athlete for doping <laughs> so that is now who is in charge so you guys could go ahead and uh, read between the lines on that one and guess yeah. what the future of that is going to be but the whole entire report will be on the uh show notes that's uh, posted up by uh mclaren global sports solutions and it's an independent weightlifting investigation so you have that whole entire report in the show notes there as well as home of the weightlifters there's a whole entire article that's written on that kind of summarizes everything we talked about so if you guys want that full story in length not just our opinion over the top of it you can go check that out there yeah segue into the crossfit games which are premiering on nbc sports
1: on Thursday or Friday?
0: Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Albert and I will be doing a live stream and announcing. No, just. I think I made that joke last time too. And uh, yeah, it's not going to happen. But um, yeah, anyhow, no. predictions. You know, we went over the top five in our podcast that'll never see the light of day. All right. So Due let's go schedule, over
1: yeah. the five guys and the five girls. Okay. So All right. We'll,
0: we'll briefly go over that. That will uh, bring us up to speed on who's who. All right.
1: I can name. what? I can name four of the five girls. Okay. All right. Hit it. Number one, Tia. Yes. Number two, Brooke Wells. Yes. Number three, Katrin Davis' daughter. Yes. Number four, um, Carrie Pierce. Yes. And the fifth one, uh, I don't know. Haley Adams. Yeah. It was the same one you did last time. Yeah, the same one I didn't know last time.
0: (laughs) All right, nice. Four out of the five, uh, Word is basically going to block off Toomey as number one. Who is number two as your prediction for the females?
1: Um, I'm gonna give it to Brooke Wells I think
0: that's a good decision
1: um, I think it's her year and then I just because I'm gonna do Carrie Pierce and then Katrin and then the other girl
0: and then Haley Adams okay
1: yeah that's because I just don't know her
0: good call good call I actually think I actually think the uh the podium the one, two, three, will look a lot like how it does uh now with Tia Toomey, Brooke Wells and Haley Adams. I think that's how it's going to Haley shake Adams, Adams number 3. Yeah, she's okay. been training with Rich and Tasia and all of them at the barn like over the last couple years. Okay. She's only 19 or 20. And she has a bright future. So I don't necessarily think she's going to be a CrossFit Games winner or to push Tia this year. Yeah. But I do think uh, she'll be a huge force to be reckoned with in the future. A contender. A contender for sure. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think that's what it'll look like to me. Wells and then Haley Adams, very similar to Albert's decision, uh, so, decisions there.
1: Guys, I know two guys. Okay. Uh, Hit it. The one and only remaining true champion, Matthew Frazier. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then some guy named Noah Olson, yep. and that's all I got. Pat hey. Vellner? No, he, no didn't, he didn't make it. No. I don't know the three we guys. We
0: have Justin Medeiros, yeah. who was originally local here in Lodi, just up the road from us in Livermore. Now he, he, he trains out of Portland, Oregon
1: yeah.
0: at uh, Fort Vancouver. Um, then we have Samuel Quant, who I think he's a rich uh, floating. He's like a mayhem athlete guy.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and then we have Jeffrey Adler. I don't know too much about Jeffrey Adler. I'm I don't, not 100% on him.
1: Quant is a familiar name, but again, I don't know those three guys. I was luckily, I was lucky to get the. So four what's going to be for
0: your, pr- your prediction? Mine's going to be the same as how it was last time. I think the first three dudes will be the la- Will be the first three dudes. I think Matt Frazier, Noah Olson, and uh, uh will sit. Uh, I think they'll sit at the top of the leaderboard.
1: All right, then I'm going to go Matthew Frazier, Noah Olson, Samuel Quant. Mm. I do want to put Noah at third. Okay. I don't know why. He
0: might hiccup on a couple of these long trail runs and you might have somebody like uh, Sam McQuant who yeah. just is like good at that type of stuff. For a That'll smaller guy,
1: through. like he's he's kind of built like Matt Frazier, maybe a little heavier, not as strong, and definitely can't run as good. <laughs> That's just my opinion on based on watching him work out like two or three times in the past four years
0: yeah that's, uh, <laughs> and that's all you need to know okay i gotta get ready to coach the noon class so okay i will we'll give the uh location shout out okay and then i'm gonna move my coffee so i don't spill the uh
1: and i do have a closing statement
0: okay awesome so let's go shout out first and then we'll go to your last words
1: all right this one uh most views on the last podcast goes out to kensington new york all the way on the east coast shout out to you kensington and uh the last word there's 1.393 billion people in china i just <laughs> did you I, look it up i had to like nice. three billions almost more than double so okay 1.393 right.
0: 3. 1.393 billion people yeah and i would say the majority of them are kind oh yeah just like they are all over the you world you guys
1: rock shout out to china if you got listeners and if we have listeners in china
0: thank you guys so much for listening all the stuff is linked below in the show notes please take the time to rate and review the podcast if you've been enjoying it We'll see you next week.
1: We're out. Peace. All done. Thank